Hey y'all, Caitlin here with a quick message before we jump into today's episode. If you are enjoying the Roaring D20s podcast, we would really appreciate it if you checked out our Patreon. The funds from our Patreon go directly into supporting the podcast and 100% none of it is going into paying off my copious amount of debt. When you join the Patreon, you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive post-show and get the next episode early. So when you finish today's episode, you can immediately listen to the next one before it is available to the public, and it is completely ad-free. If you would like to throw a few gold our way, go to patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. That's patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. We would love to see you guys there. Thank you, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. I am your uh, druidic dungeon master, Scott Jones, and today we've got an interesting episode because we finally have the cast back together. Now introduce yourself so I can kill you. Oh, God. Hi, this is Caitlin playing as Caitlin, and uh, I didn't think I was going to make it today, so I didn't really prep my intro, so I'm just excited to play. And here's Josh playing Uther Beignet, and I will rise like the yeast. Oh my god. <laughs> hmm. Alright. Let's just I, call it there. No, <laughs> the episode. Right, good, good episode, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm Chris, and I'm playing as Marcus, and I'm glad that Caitlin was still more prepared with her intro than Josh was. <laughs> Mine was glorious, and you know it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Bartholomew Sinclair, and uh, I'm, thank you, Chris. Playing for... as Jesse? Yes, that is me, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Bartholomew Sinclair playing as Jesse today. Um, so it's going to be a very different character. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Uh, and yeah, I'm not naked. Yeah, not naked. <laughs> and I'm Jacob. I'm playing Gork, and I'm back. Woo-hoo! Gork is back. Oh, well, we forgot almost. to tell you. <laughs> and don't worry, you may or may not make an appearance by the end of the episode. It's fine. I'm just here. I'll just Maybe. watch. Y'all have tragic you know, horror stories in the fog wall, whatever. Oh yeah, no, that was last episode. That Continue was last you having episode. tragic episodes in the fog wall, whatever. <laughs> Y'all have which. trauma, or you know, whatever intelligent characters have. Great trauma. <laughs> At this point, I'm not sure which between Uther and Gork has the higher intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> to be brutally Looks honest, at with stats. You. fight, to, fight, fight to the bottom, Josh. Fight to the bottom. Fight to the bottom. <laughs> yep. So we're in a really interesting uh, part of the story in the Roaring Twenties, where we're in the middle of this arc, and uh, we, we've had some 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 recording date problems, and so every time we come back, we're like, wait, what was happening? So just as a reminder for everybody who is here, when last we met, uh, Uther had an acid trip. Um, We got to learn a little bit about his backstory as he made his way through the fog wall, reliving some of his worst fears and his worst memories before finally managing to overcome them and escape. At that point, he landed back in the forest, surrounded by completely unfamiliar, like he had, uh, had unfamiliar surroundings and had no idea where he was and was grievously injured. Meanwhile, the rest of the party, sans Gork, 
And with Creeley, who had managed to convince them that uh, the Achnari, the tribe of druids that lived in the forest of no return, were nudists, had been making their way to a ritual site. The purpose of the ritual site was to try and contact Nyla, the archdruid in the area. And in our third portion of the story, because that's how far the group managed to split up a couple of episodes ago, Gork had finally made his way through the fog wall and had been speaking to Nyla himself. But we'll get back to those momentarily. We are actually going to start as we come in with the folks who are on their way to the ritual site. At oh. this point, Caitlin, you've closed your book. You have already finished contacting Nils and gotten whatever information you could from him. Uh, I seem to recall you being very satisfied with the answer and thinking that Nils is just a swell individual overall, <laughs> and that you should definitely pledge uh, loyalty and fealty to him for the of rest course. of eternity. That's of what course. I remember, and I'm the DM, so that's what happened. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and you, Bartholomew, Creeley, and Marcus are currently following the leader of the Achnari and a, and a small contingent of their um, tribespeople into a clearing. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And we are going to say that at this point you have arrived at said clearing. It was probably about a 20-30 minute walk from the village of the Achnari. And when you step out into the clearing itself, the first thing you notice is that the forest here is calm. Whereas the wind was blowing in the trees before, everything here is still. Uh, the grass on the ground is a very, very, very bright shade of green see that there are flowers growing in the fields of all sorts of colors and there is a very large flat rock in the center of the clearing itself nothing on it at present um, as you all enter the clearing the members of the Achnari, sans their leader start to form a circle around the edge of it um, you can see that they are armed most of them are carrying spears of some kind and as they stand guard they turn and face outward into the forest itself to prevent interruption of the ritual. Ah, okay. So you said Sans the leader. Is the leader going into the center? <laughs> the leader is going into the center. So as you make your way into the clearing, he is already about halfway through it, and he turns and beckons you to follow him. Okay, we'll follow. Okay. We'll follow. Right. So you make your way into the center of the clearing, and he has you all step up onto the large rock in the center, and then he motions with his hands for you all to get down onto your knees. Okay. <laughs> Glad you specified. <laughs> Hit the deck! Start <laughs> no, I, I was going to start dancing, uh, you know? Oh my yeah. god. Get down with your bad self. What kind of jig are you doing? Uh, a Bartholomew jig, which is usually Forking? just somehow oh, shooting. Oh, he took his pants off again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, a Bart Buster. The, the Bartholomew uh, jig uh, is you take your pants off, uh, you know. fling around a crossbow, and you fire into the air, and it somehow hits Uther in the leg. That's just a standard bard dance. Come on, be more original. <laughs> oh. Did I tell you that Uther was on fire? Oh, there you go. So that's the spice we needed. Oh, my God. Spicy. <laughs> spicy. Did he drop a fireball on himself or something? <laughs> like, how did that happen? He was, like, doing it, like, above him, like, the spirit bomb, and then when he got hit with the crossbow, he just kind of dropped He lost him. concentration, oh and the fireball just <laughs> fell on top of him. Okay, I see, I see how this happened now. Exactly. Uh, right, Josh? Yep. 
It's okay, Josh. My intelligence score is still lower, so we're both fine. My fire burns for thee. <laughs> oh, um, I meant player intelligence, not character intelligence. <laughs> oh my god. Both. Still correct. <laughs> I don't know. I Gorsh, have. You have this. You have this. 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 This notion that maybe Josh should stay in the back of the group. It's rather intelligent for somebody that, with your intelligence score. It was a. It was a very rare moment in which two brain cells accidentally touched each other. It won't happen again. I promise. Okay. Good. <laughs> See that it doesn't. We have a reputation to uphold here at Roaring exactly. D Twenty. Exactly. Find me a wall. Anyway. <laughs> well. Huh. Anyways, uh, Marcus will go drop to one knee. Okay. I'll do the same. I'll drop right. to two knees. Okay. <laughs> um, so as you all kind of get on your knees, uh, the leader of the Aknarai turns and he faces... You don't really know which cardinal direction it is, but he faces towards the opposite end of where you walked into this clearing. And he gets down onto his knees as well. And after a moment, he takes his hands... And he places them together in front of him. And he begins to hum. Humna, 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 humna. <laughs> he turns to you, Marcus, and he says, <laughs> <laughs> The ritual requires focus. Yeah, Marcus, shh. Yeah, as if Marcus would say that. <laughs> he turns back. I'm, I'm considering it all in character at this point. Oh, God. Um, and he turns back and he begins to hum once more. And for a little bit, it's just a low hum. You can barely hear it, even from your position just behind him. But then the hum grows louder. It starts to resonate throughout the entire clearing. You hear different tones picked up on the edge of the field that you're in as the rest of the members of the Acnari pick up the tune. And as it gets louder and louder, the leader of the Akinari begins to speak in a language that none of you recognize. And yes, I am sure of that before before anybody questions it. Well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> and as he begins to speak, his words feel like they echo and bounce around your souls themselves. They don't just hit you. They sort of blast through you. And as he speaks more and more, you can see specific trees on the edge of the clearing begin to glow. And runes, symbols appear in them. So you are completely surrounded in a circle of runes. At that point, the cadence breaks. And from one side of the clearing, the humming stops. While the leader of the Akinari continues, as you, the three of you who are kneeling, look, you see the guard take his spear and put it into a ready position. And I need a perception check from the three of you. Lovely. Oh boy. Ooh. I forgot I was using my sparkle dice. <laughs> Sparkles. I got a 17. Okay. 14. Okay. Eight. Eight. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Marcus is still upset that he was rebuked, <laughs> so he wasn't paying attention. Um, Bartholomew and Caitlin, as you turn towards the side of the clearing where the guard had stopped, you see him hold his hand out in a gesture, a stopping gesture, and hold his spear, brandish his spear with his other hand. 
You can faintly hear him say the words, Halt! Stop where you are. Stop! And then the guard next to him stops the hum. And a third stops the hum. Until the chant is broken. And something slams at full force into the first guard. Oh, shit. Uh oh. God damn it, Uther. What do you I'm do? I'm gonna draw my swords. Okay. You draw nope, your I'm gonna, swords. I'm gonna be smart. I'm gonna take out my bow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, there's a threat way over there. I have a sword. Wait, no, I have a bow. <laughs> I can see all two brain cells approaching each other. Caitlin. Look, I'm doing it, guys. I'm being a ranger. <laughs> You're no, fighting Caitlin. at range? Impossible. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> well, I'll still draw my rapier because I don't have any long range weapons. That's probably for the best of the group. <laughs> Last time I you had, had a, a long range weapon, <laughs> it didn't end well. Okay. Uh, and as you watch, the guard and an unknown figure begin to tangle in the grass. The guard seems to be grappling for dominance. You hear a screech coming from the forest and something large with webbed wings makes its way into the clearing and starts screaming. What do you do? Uh, can I look at it and see if I can identify what it is? What the creature is? Yeah. Uh, sure. Give me a perception check. At this point, I'm going to pull out my crossbow. <laughs> see how much detail you can get out of it. Okay, that's a 17 again. Okay, so with a 17, you can get a decent amount of detail. Now I need a nature check. Okay. Oh, thank God the nature was higher <laughs> than the perception. Uh, that's a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Uh, so between the perception and the dirty 20, this is a creature that you've heard of before, but haven't actually seen. It reminds you of a bat, but things are a little more dire. A dire bat. Whoa. <laughs> Is it Batman? I no, trust this. It's man bad. No, no, it's Jeez. vengeance. I'm vengeance. Whatever. Nice. This is a different universe. We can't say vengeance or else we're going to get sued. Vengeance. Oh, yeah. Copyright. <laughs> what, okay. What's what's on the dude? What's grappling the dude? Excellent question. Give me a perception check. Now that you've noticed, Marcus. A 14. A 14. Um... You watch the dude continue to grapple over and over with this guy. The individual gets on top of the guard, and the guard gets back on top, and finally the guard wrestles this man into the ground, and you get a good look at him. He's covered in scratches, bleeding from several different places, and that's what makes it so familiar. Oh, oh my no. gosh. I was fucking right, wasn't I? <laughs> Pinned to the ground by this member of the Achnerai is none other than Uther. Hey, it's Uther! Uther! Get it, you guys! <laughs> I'm working on it! Marcus, like, still has his crossbow up, like... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, He's I guess with us. I'll, I'll, I'll yell out to the guard. Okay. And then you... I guess I'll prepare to shoot the flying thing. Okay. Are you going to prepare to shoot or are you going to shoot? Fuck, I'll shoot it. Is right. it aggressive right now? It came into the clearing after your party member screeching. That's all you know. 
I'm just going to take my instinct of Josh saying, get it, guys. Okay. With that, Caitlin, I will give you a shot at it. Go ahead and roll the hit. Okay, that's a 19 to hit. 19 is more than enough. Go ahead and roll damage. Ooh. Look, guys, I'm doing it. I'm using my bow. Congratulate me. Uh, That's eight damage. (laughs) Eight points of damage. All right, so as this bat just kind of shrieks, you guys start to cover your ears, and you can see that the guards that are closer to the bat itself are kind of wobbling like on their feet. At this point, the chant has completely stopped, and the leader of the Akhenari has now standing in front of you, staring at this creature and at Uther on the ground. Um, You all hear the kind of flick of the bowstring, and the arrow is loosed, and it kind of hits the bat, and it pierces and punctures right through its left wing. Uh, The bat kind of wobbles a little bit, gives another screech, and then looks around and turns and flies back into the forest. That was enough damage to scare it off. Congratulations, Caitlin. Go ahead and take inspiration. Heck yeah. Good job, Ranger, for ranging. Congratulations, Caitlin. Thanks. I've been kind of on edge since our friends disappeared, so I was just kind of waiting to do that. (laughs) Okay. Um, So at this point, you have shouted, Bartholomew. Yeah. But it kind of seems like Uther and the guard are still, like, tussling a little bit. And Uther, I need an athletics check from you. Oh, boy. And I will... uh, since Shoot Uther, nothing... I got it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but no, I will start running towards that direction, towards the guard, because clearly he didn't hear me. Okay. I mean, with a minus one, I got a 13, so. <laughs> <laughs> with his plus two, he got a 17. <laughs> um, so in, in this case, you stay pinned to the ground, but as you kind of look around at your unfamiliar surroundings in this clearing with these strange people standing over you, spear pressed against your throat, you kind of stop as you hear the, the echoes of the bat in the distance and you, you, you look up or you I, I guess in this case, since you're on your back, you drop your head and you can see running towards you is Bartholomew. I wonder if I can shoot Uther without hitting the gun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Prone target, you'd be at disadvantage, but there is a chance. And if Bartholomew gets close enough, that's technically an ally within five feet, so... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uther's been flanked. <laughs> yeah, well, hey so... there, guys. I'm back. Uh, wait, that's not Uther. I didn't realize this is a Canadian. Um... <laughs> I stab him. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> No, I will. Uh, I will continue to approach and, and kind of be yelling. No, that's he's with us. Like, let him let him go. He looks severely injured. All right. So at this point, because you have stopped struggling with her, <laughs> I just took a look at your hit point total. And that was a fun session. Hey. Um, you stopped struggling. Bartholomew, make a persuasion check, please. OK. Oh, I'm really bad at those. <laughs> ah, 15. That was a bad roll, but. It's a decent score for a bad roll. Yeah. Um, so with that 15, the guard will wait for just another moment, and then he will get up off of you, Uther. Uh, Uther, are you okay? Where, where have you been? We've been we've been looking for you, and and where, where's Gork? I, 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 what's going on? Uh, do do you need healing? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Please. And as I get up. I'm going to kind of try to brush myself off. You know, he is relative, but uh, I, I couldn't find Gork. Um, Bartholomew. Yeah. Make a medicine check. 
Nat one for a four. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> As you kind of look him over a little bit further, Uther looks fine. There are some tears <laughs> in his clothing. Um, oh. But you don't see any blood anywhere. Oh, You see okay. some like sticks in his hair. Yeah. Actually, Uther, you, you look kind of unscathed, maybe a little roughed up, but I think you could probably walk this off. <laughs> just like, just stare at you. <laughs> hey guys, Uther's okay. He's going to be fine. For once. Uh, I think at this point I would want to walk over and be like, you know, see him and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you got out of that, that fog wall. Like, how long have you been out? I don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> how long have I been out? Uther, it's been <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> no, it hasn't, Uther. Don't worry. Don't tell. Don't, don't listen to him. No, don't. That's not even Caitlyn anymore. That's a whole different person. Surprise. I'm Caitlyn's, like, the great grandchild. This, Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is, um, uh, Caitlyn Jr. <laughs> right. Junior, Junior. Yeah, 10 years. To be precise. It. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Hey, you're wanna... the injured one here. I mean, the not injured one here. I don't want to date our podcast, but isn't that just the plot to the new Buzz Lightyear movie? I have no clue. I haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> it's not out yet. It's in the trailer, oh. but that is in the trailer. Oh, oh is cool. It? Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, did... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I wasn't think... going to say anything. I was just uh, getting us back on track. Well, don't worry, uh, Caitlin. He's fine. He'll be okay. He he looks uh, he looks like he's in tip-top condition. I'm going to also look at Uther, because I have healing potions, <laughs> if anything. And he's been gone for so long, I just want to check on him. Okay, I'll give you a medicine check at disadvantage, because you definitely trust the word of your friend and companion, Bartholomew. Mm -hmm. I, also, I feel I also have eyeballs. <laughs> you do have eyeballs, but I don't typically let everybody make a check. No, that's fair. Uh, I got a 12. A 12. Um, you, you wonder briefly whether or not Bartholomew really missed Uther. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking a look at him, just a cursory glance, you can see that underneath all the scraps, or the, the, the scraps of cloth that are the remains of his clothing, um, there are various cuts and abrasions all over his legs and arms, but what stands out to you and what worries you more than anything is the bruising around his face and his chest area. They don't look like anything you've seen before. Oh. Cool. Uh... <laughs> cool. Nice. Cool. I Great. Um, I will... I guess I'll, like, hand him a healing potion. Um, and I'm gonna go approach... Uh, are we near the chief, relatively? Uh, the chief at this point is still standing on the rock, just kind of staring in your direction. Um, once the dire bat was dealt with, he put his hand down. You don't really know what he was planning on doing. Okay. Whether he was planning to cast, but he's nearby, yeah. Okay, I guess I'll ask one of the nearby actor I first and be like, have you ever seen that creature before? Because it looks like he got to my buddy, and I'm a little concerned about how he's looking. Caitlin, he's fine. I don't think so, Bartholomew. <laughs> I, um, uh, I'm not feeling fine, <laughs> if you want my word for it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just drink the healing potion, Uther. I gave it to you for a reason. Fine, <laughs> and I drink it. 
Go ahead and uh, roll your 2d4 plus 2. Add that to your current hit points. 2d4 plus 2. I'm still going to ask the Akhnarai guy. Right. Uh, so as you ask uh, the member of the Akhnarai, he looks over at Uther briefly, and then he looks back uh, into the part of the forest where the dire bat disappeared. He turned back and he said, You've seen dire bats before, yes, but these wounds look... And kind of scans Uther up and down. Different from the ones that you would get from a creature such as that. Huh. Okay. Have you seen them before, like, from anyone who was returned from the, uh, the fog wall before? And he looks at he says, not my area of expertise. You'd have to ask the healers. Okay. We'll check with them, I guess, when we return. Okay. I'm uh I'm standing next to, on the rock still with the chief, and I kinda look back to him and says and Maka says, um uh, may we continue the ritual now? The chief looks down at you, Marcus, and he says We can, but is this not what you wanted? Well, we are still missing an, one, uh, one of our other compatriots. Oh, I see. He wasn't the only one. Correct. Ah. We may. Your friend should probably come over here, though. Marcus we'll have to reform the barrier. Rewrite the runes. <sighs> and he kind of sighs heavily. Your party is certainly rowdy. <laughs> That's one way to put it. And Marcus will kind of like put his hand up and like motion to come towards him. I walk up to Marcus. Uh, well, what's going on? What is this? Well, we are trying to perform a ritual to um, contact uh, the Archdrude Nyla to hopefully find you and Gork. Uh, is Gork okay? Did he return with you? I have like a mile long stare and uh, uh, I don't know. I I couldn't find him. That sounds like we really must continue the ritual. I'm glad to see you up well, uh, relatively speaking, of course. Yeah, I just, uh, I need time. Well, I choose to believe that Gork is just sitting there having tea with the Archdruid. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life, Bartholomew. Yeah, Bartholomew, I don't think that would ever happen. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I guess I'll fall back into where I was supposed to be and kind of like gesture to Uther to like kind of go to where we were, where we were kneeling before. Okay. Um, so as you guys make your way back to the stone in the center of the clearing, you kneel back down again with your dirt, blood, various other liquids that you can't identify, covered Gee. friend Uther. <laughs> Given the smell, one of them is probably pee. Oh, no. Whether his or someone else's, you're not entirely sure. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> hey, I'm not the one that ran into the fog wall, Josh. <laughs> and the ritual begins anew. So once again, the leader of the Akhnarai 
kneels down, and for a moment he looks back at the four of you, kneeling on the rock, and he says, Are there any other interruptions we should know about before we get started again? Yeah, Uther, any other interruptions? I just stare back. <laughs> that looks like a no to me, Chief. <laughs> and the chief down. nods and turns back, and he begins the hum again. As before, the rest of the Aknarai pick up the chant, and the chief begins speaking the words. A few moments later, the runes appear on the trees. And the chant reads a cadence where it just kind of is buzzing through your heads. The words, though you may not understand them, are flowing through you. You're not really hearing them so much as you are feeling them. At that point, the wind begins to blow. And it begins to pick up speed. And you can see it swirling around the edge of the clearing. And though the grass inside the clearing, the flowers move a little bit, you can see that the winds are much rougher outside the circle itself. And at that point, in a booming voice, the chief raises his head and he speaks and he says, Oh, great, Nyla, ruler of the forest, we beseech you. One of our own has become lost in your clutches. Give us a sign that he is well. Give us a sign that he yet lives and return him to us. And then a minute passes, and he repeats his speech. And then he repeats it a third time. Marcus is looking really uneasy right now. Okay. Same here. Same. <laughs> As the wind continues to pick up speed you hear a crack sound in the distance a sound of something tumbling over almost as though a tree has fallen in the forest but you were around to hear it so it did make a sound (laughs) (laughs) and you hear something faintly As it gets louder, it sounds like footsteps. Enormous footsteps. That sounds about like right for Gork. (laughs) (laughs) As it gets louder and louder, the trees towards the north end of the clearing begin to shake and stir. You see in the distance as the plant life is kind of pushed aside, almost as though moved by magic. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Disney's Imagineers. (laughs) Way to ruin the moment, Marcus. (laughs) You lose two levels. Oh, damn. (laughs) Um, And as the stomping gets louder and louder, you see a silhouette in the distance. And while, yes, this time you do recognize it more quickly than you did with Uther, who was running away, there's something off about Gork's appearance. As he enters the clearing, I need a perception check from Marcus, an arcana check from Uther, 
and a nature check from Caitlin. Oh. Bartholomew, I need you to not shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> what role is that? Uh, that's just a d20 minus four. I got a nat 20. Oh, I got an eight. Okay. I got a 25. Okay, okay, so. I rolled a nat one. You rolled a nat one minus four? <laughs> yeah, so that's a negative three? Negative three, all right. <laughs> Excellent that's rolls from everybody. Three um, shits. <laughs> Bartholomew, your pants are feeling kind of uncomfortable right now. That's all I'll say. Ugh. Something about Gork's appearance and presence is so off-putting to you that um, the bowel bending begins to happen. <laughs> oh, okay. So, it's, so what you're saying is it's not arousal. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. It's, it's the other end. It's the other end. Mm. Ah, okay. <laughs> Sometimes they feel the same, so I was a little confused. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Marcus, with an eight, you notice that Gork appears to be staring straight ahead. Not at you, not at the chief, not at anyone in particular. Caitlin, with a nat 20 on your nature check, you notice that everywhere Gork steps, nature seems to bend out of his way. As he makes his way towards the clearing, the trees begin to move to make room for him. Oh, God. And That's not right. Uther, with a 25, you sense a menacing and threatening aura around your large friend. To you, it appears as a purple mist or haze that completely surrounds his entire body. Menacing. <laughs> uh, guys... I don't know if that's Gork or he's possessed, but that he he doesn't he doesn't feel right. Is is Gork uh, noticeably bigger than usual? Okay, since you asked that question, I'll give you a second attempt at your perception check. Okay, I wasn't sure if I would proceed that or not. Yeah, dirty twenty. Dirty 20. So with a dirty twenty, no, he doesn't look any bigger. But as you look past him. His shadow is much longer than he is. And the world. And the sun is not at a point in the sky where that should be happening. Uh, uh, Gork? Gork! You get no response. I looked at the chief. Chief, there's something wrong with him. The chief kind of stands up at this point, looking a bit alarmed, and he says, yes. I can see that. Now, if you will all give me a moment, I need to speak to Gork. Everyone take your headphones off. Oh, okay. oh boy. <laughs> oh, God. Give it to me. What's going on? The last thing you remember was having tea with Nyla. Yes, and then the roots, and yeah. Mm -hmm. You were discussing your employment and why you were out here. Correct. The last thing you remember saying was High Wizard. Mm-hmm. Now, your mind is foggy. You can tell okay. that your body is moving, but you don't remember moving it. You can feel the weight of your sword in your hand, but you have no control over it. It's as though you can feel someone's hands wrapped around your entire head, and you have no control over your actions. Mm. So for this next bit, if things turn to combat, what's your current hit point total? Uh, current 18 out of 26. Okay. Fully heal yourself. 
you currently have resistance to every damage type, Neat. raging or otherwise. And your orders, such as they are, should this turn to it, is to kill your party. Ooh, fun. Okay. <laughs> good with that? I'm good with it. Okay. Everything else remains the same. Uh, there might be some things that change based on what they do, should they choose to do certain things, and I will just let that happen as it goes naturally. Gotcha. Right. Oh, also, what's your armor class? Uh, 13. Uh, you currently have a natural protection coming from this kind of psychic mist. Up mm -hmm. that to 18 at present. Okay. <laughs> Try to get their attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Chris just, like, look down. <laughs> I was... I was making sure... Okay. So I muted everything. I couldn't hear a darn thing. That's perfect. No, that's the absolutely same. perfect. So this is what you see as Gork enters the clearing in front of you. Now, the leader of the Aknorai stands and he faces Gork and he speaks in that deep, booming voice once more and he says, Nyla, Lord of the Forest, why have you done this? And in a voice completely foreign to you, Gork replies, These fools who have entered my sacred ground, these fools who come here on the orders of a high wizard. I don't know what lies and falsehoods they've told you. But they're not here for peace. They're not here for anything other than destruction. That's the only thing that the High Wizards bring. You will stand aside. And let my champion deal with them. Oh, fuck. Uh. Uh-oh. Now the leader of the Akinari stands with more and he says... Nyla, our lord, please. I've seen into their hearts. They mean you no harm. Lies! Lies. I will not let them harm me again. I will not let them take from me again. I will not let those damnable wizards ruin me again. Now I say to you one last time, step aside and the four of you watch in horror as the leader of the Akhnari bows his head and steps off the rock leaving you face to face with Gork and I need everybody to roll initiative dear fucking uh, god uh, <laughs> no ah this is literally the worst thing that could ever happen <laughs> and that's how you know you've done your job as the DM. <laughs> and then we pause for a second as I attempt to find any kind of writing utensil. <laughs> oh, God, I, I have a gut feeling on what I want to do, but I don't know if it's the right thing. <laughs> I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, throw your rose tonic at him. Confuse oh him. Oh, my God. <laughs> or hurt himself in confusion. <laughs> uh, 
Can't use Gork like a Pokemon. Then I look good guy. Well, thank you for that healing <laughs> potion, by the way. You're welcome. Now stay back. Not like he needed it or anything. <laughs> All right, I found a writing utensil. Twenty-five to twenty. Oh shit! I got shit. twenty-six. All right. Uh, that wasn't twenty-five to twenty, Caitlin. Yeah, hey, Caitlin, it's wait, your enough. damn turn. Uh, <laughs> I, wow! I, I got a, I got a twenty-one actually. Okay. 20 to 15. 16. 15 to 10. 12. What'd you get, Gork? Six. Excellent. It's Nihilus' fault, probably. Probably Nihilus' <laughs> fault. <laughs> I agree. Also. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, no, up? I was just uh, more telling this to everyone. Uh, yeah, I still uh, have used slots, and I have not taken any type of rest, so... Yeah. yeah, that's why I said stay back. Okay. At the top of the initiative order, Caitlin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, why do I have to start this? I got a 26. It's close <laughs> enough to a 25. <laughs> you said you had an idea, Caitlin. So okay. idea. I am ideaing. Idea <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to put my bow down and like kind of put my hands up towards like our Gork figure. And I'm like, Nyla, I'm sorry for whatever the wizards did to you. We don't know anything about that. I swear to you. Can we just talk about this and not fight? I'd rather have a conversation than fight our friend and fight you. I don't want to fight you. All right. That's your action. Give me your persuasion yep. check at hella disadvantage. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, boy. You know what? I wanted to try it. And oh, well, disadvantage isn't too bad today. Uh, That was a 16. 16. Okay. You get no response. Cool. Right. I'll just stay like Unless that. Unless you want to move, that's the end of your turn. And we have Uther up next. Yeah, I'm moving hella back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurt. My spell slots are mostly used. So, like, um, at this point, I'm just going to be like, uh, Gork, Nyla, whoever you are, I do not want to fight. I only do this so that we can chat, and I use grease <laughs> on him. Well, on the floor around him, I should say. Okay, so you're going to go ahead and cast grease. Yep. Ten foot square centered on the point. That's him. And uh, let's see, he has to do a dex 14 save. Go ahead and save. Work. All right. Uh, you have advantage on this save. Yes, I do. That'll be 15. Oh, damn. That's a save. <laughs> Shit, he saves. <laughs> oh, no. He's got them plant feet. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Uther? Uh, no, I'm just going to stay in the back. So I moved that, uh, move there and that, that that's going to be the end of my turn. How far back did you want to move? Uh, behind everyone, like uh, our party, I should say. Okay. Um, so you're not, you didn't so much back up as you did like hide behind Marcus. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> hiding behind Marcus, but I am standing in the back behind our group of friends. <laughs> At least he didn't try to stand behind Gork this time. <laughs> my gosh. Should have been very my funny. Life. Technically an improvement. 
Alright, so you have backed up, you've cast Grease, Gork, you made your save. Caitlin, your weapon is currently on the ground. Remember that for subsequent yep. rounds if you have to. Bartholomew. Yep. <sighs> <sighs> Alright. Bartholomew. <laughs> so I am going to pull out my greatest weapon. Oh no. Keep your pants on. <laughs> No, no, no. I said, my, I said my greatest weapon, not my smallest weapon. Uh, and I will pull out the star sticker and be like, Gork, Miss P gave us these star stickers because you were a good boy. Remember that. I know you're in there somewhere. And I'll hold the, hold the star sticker up to him. Okay. Dang. Give me a persuasion yeah. check at disadvantage. All right. <laughs> Uh, 25. Dang. At disadvantage? At disadvantage. I rolled a 17 Damn. and a 19. Very nice. Okay, so with that, Gork, from inside your head, you hear very faintly just the term Miss P. You recognize it. You have some fond memories, some not so fond memories. Makes you wonder where you are, where somebody could be mentioning such a thing. However, that's all that happens as of right now. And I will be slowly backing up uh, at that point. How far? Uh, probably because I'd be saying it and doing it slowly, I would probably have only moved maybe 10 feet. Okay. All right. So at the end of your turn, mm -hmm. Marcus, you're up. Okay. Well, let's see. Um... I see that we're trying something, and so I shouldn't be too aggro right now. Uh, <laughs> so hey, I should do you, boo. Uh, I'm not gonna drop my rapier on the ground, but I will kind of like put the crossbow up, and um, and uh, try to kind of shout over towards Gork. Um, Archdruid Nyla. We truly mean you no harm, and we are unaware of what any of the High Wizards have done. We are here to try to help heal these lands. That is something that we should have in common. Okay, I'll give you an attempt at a persuasion. Still at disadvantage. Okay. Persuasion, where's my... Okay. Uh, 14. 14. Fortunately, not quite high enough. Um, you get no response. Bottom of the turn order. Gork, you have your orders. Unfortunately, I'm mechanically obligated to ask the question, who is closest? Uh, you are equidistant <laughs> from Marcus and Caitlin. Hmm. Okay. Dope. Even's odds. <laughs> I'm mechanically obligated. <laughs> it's odds. Okay. I will run towards Caitlin. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> And I just almost spat my drink out with this. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> I was really hoping I'd be even. God damn it. And I will make an attack roll with the longsword. Go ahead and roll the hit. It's gonna hurt. 14. Fuck, that's exactly my ah. armor class. <laughs> All right, All go ahead and roll your damage. That's going to be 
10. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, you take 10 points of slashing damage, I assume. Ow. Your great yes. sword, and an additional two points of psychic damage. What? Emotional oh, wow. damage. That was random. <laughs> Emotional damage. I don't. I don't deal with random psychic damage. There's oh, always a reason, oh. Jesse. Oh, that's good. I'm. I'm glad there's a reason for it. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to do on your turn, Quirk? I believe that is all of my actions. Okay. Back at the top of the turn order, Caitlin. What am I gonna fucking do? <laughs> Uh, I know what you're not gonna do. <laughs> Lose your, your bow. Much <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to. Oh fuck! What am I gonna do? Uh, I'm going to run away <laughs> and then use charm person to maybe try to override what Nyla's doing. Okay, so as you run away, Gork, you get an attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Caitlin, why? Uh, but, but does he want to use it? You're lucky, it's only an 11. <laughs> <laughs> fuck! Caitlin, <laughs> yes! <laughs> so then I'm going to use a charm person, which is a uh, wisdom 12 saving throw, and I'm going to like call out to Gork and be like, don't let her control you. Like Nyla, please, we don't mean you any harm. Please just return our friend. Okay, Gork, you don't actually get to roll this saving throw. This is a contested roll between Caitlin and Nyla. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, great, the arch druid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no big deal, that's fine. No biggie. Little old me going against a big, powerful magic person again. It's like kind of my track record. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's see how my dice are feeling today. So, <laughs> rather than going for your save, Caitlin, I am just going to have this be a straight up contested roll. Sweet. So we're going to make this Arcana. All right. Oh boy. <gasps> Fucking nat twenty, baby, with a plus three. I'll I'll even show it on the camera. For a total of twenty three. <laughs> Unfortunately, you lost. Fuck. Huh? <laughs> didn't see that coming. Oh, <laughs> you weird. didn't lose by that much, <laughs> but you did unfortunately lose the contested roll with her nineteen plus six. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dope. All right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so the spell fails to take hold of Gork. Nyla still has control with her magic. Okay. Um, I don't think I can do anything else, and I ran away and I left my fucking bow so I wouldn't have to use my action. Um, <laughs> so I guess, uh, can I use, uh, my bonus action to draw my swords or no? Yeah, that's how I typically play it. All right, I'm just going to draw my swords and prepare to attack slash defend. <laughs> okay. So you've drawn your swords. Uh, you have attempted to get through to Gork with Charm Person. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, and then I also ran. So okay. I'm a little... I'd like to do my full 30 feet away. <laughs> Uther, you're up next. Uther is very conflicted. He doesn't know what to do. Um, he's thinking back to, uh, you know, all the, all the things that we have gone through and, uh, when he saw Caitlin try to charm him, 
I'm guessing from from the effects, he's controlled by something very strong, like a very high tier magic. Would that would that be accurate? As far as you are aware, yes. Okay. And Uther is thinking back on the the kids and how he messed that up by adding magic with magic. And so he's going to try to use uh, counterspell with the ring. So the ring contains dispel magic. Oh, dispel. Sorry, not counterspell. <laughs> dispel magic. Is that still what you're going to do? Are you sure you want to use it here and now? At the I mean, first, I am not saying that that is a right or wrong answer. I just want to make sure that because you thought it had counterspell. Sorry, yeah, not not counterspell, but dispel. That's the. I don't know if that would work then. You can save it then. It has a else. no. Hang on, let's not let's not. It is it is Uther's turn here. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uther, based on your information, I would give this to you because you rolled a high enough Arcana check earlier. Hmm. There is a chance. And I don't know whether that's going to be a good or bad chance. (laughs) Hmm. It's not honestly the worst idea. I just always, in video games, always save my rarest items. Yeah, you're a hoarder. (laughs) I'm a hoarder. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) As a gamer, I'm also a hoarder. And then I never end up using the item. And I'm thinking the reason why I got that ring was because I thought I'd use magic to solve my problems and forcing that situation with the kids causing the explosion. This is specifically why I got the ring. So we're kind of in the same situation where we're forced to either hurt him or somehow dispel this this magic from him. If it makes you feel any better, I am 100% willing to hurt Gork right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, buddy. First round. One hundred percent willing to try. Yeah, try. At least try. <laughs> He's in my face right now. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go against my hoarding uh, instincts of items because I, I do that all the time. I I'm gonna try to use it. Dispel, magic. Josh. Roll a d20. Oh boy. Oh shit! Oh, it was a nineteen. At least it's a good roll. Why is Scott laughing? Oh shit! Is it like a a low numbers better? Oh, better not be. Oh (laughs) gosh! Save it for the post show. No. (laughs) Josh. Or Uther, I should say, in this case. You take out the ring of spell storing that you've been pondering since the day High Wizard Nils handed it to you. And you feel its carved runes and its sigils and its frailty, its fragility. You remember him telling you that this was a one-time use ring of spell storing. You wouldn't be able to reuse it once the spell is cast. You think back to the still bodies, those children in Lunea. 
thinking back on the decisions that you've made, thinking back on the experiences that you had just had in the forest. And with a newfound determination, you slot the ring onto two of your fingers. You point the ring directly at Gork, and you let the magic fly. Gork. You're thinking about Miss P in your childhood. Your mind is still foggy and hazy. You see a light ahead of you. It's a warm light, a yellow light. And it begins to rush towards you until it engulfs you and you can feel the icy claws dig their way out of your brain. And you blink. And you're standing on top of a very large stone. Sword out. Blood spattered on the ground. With your friends scattered out in front of you. Caitlin bleeding profusely. Rapiers drawn. Marcus looking determined. Crossbow held out. But about 10 feet from you, because he really didn't move all that far, you see Uther pointing at you, fist held out. You watch as something on the front of his hand disintegrates. And you are yourself again. Right. And that's uh. where, and that's where we're going to end the episode. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh. You did it! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't say anything. We'll talk about this in the post show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> congratulations, Uther. Good job. Thank you. All right. So, thank you, everyone, for tuning into another episode of the Roaring D20s. Excellent role play by everyone involved. Very good character development for Uther specifically. Uther, take inspiration. Thank um, you. Uh, this oh, I forgot one, I had inspiration. I'll let this one carry over. <laughs> Caitlin's doesn't, but yours yeah, can okay. carry over. Um, <laughs> okay. It's all right. Because I'll that's wait. how it works. So as it's always, fine. we really hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as we kind of yeah. get back into the groove of things and continue in our adventure on uh, the Rings of Engval. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye. 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 Bye.